Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Intellectual Agrarian Podcast. I'm your host, Terrence Lehew. Today, we'll be talking with Matt Beal, founder of Idle Hour Maple Syrup. Together, we'll talk about how maple syrup is made, what the different grades of maple syrup are, and what makes their maple syrup certified organic. Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, T. Now, before we get too far started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and Idle Hour? Absolutely. So, um, a little bit about myself. I just graduated from the University of Illinois. Uh, on Congratulations. Sunday. Thank you very much. And now I'm starting to take my business, Idle Hour Maple, and make it into my full time job. And basically, a little bit about that is um, in 2014, I was a freshman. Uh, second semester freshman. So I flew out to Vermont and took that semester off and helped my uncle and my cousins start this entire maple syrup farm um, from absolutely nothing. We started with a mountain and we went in and built the house and put up all the lines and did literally everything. And then not only that, but we also produced syrup in our first year of, uh, of operation. So pretty incredible time, pretty incredible experience, but I kind of thought that's where it might end. And then a few years later, I took a trip out there. This was, I think, yeah, this was last year um, for spring break. I went out there and my uncle sent me back with a bunch of syrup and said, try to sell it, you know, see what you can do. So I sold a bunch of it right away. And then I was like, you know, maybe I can make this into a job. So then I uh, got into another market down at school, the University of Illinois Horticulture Club Mom's Day Flower Sale. And uh, we just went crazy. We sold like all the syrup I even had. And people were wanting more, and so I just said, you know what, this is time to uh, start this and see where see where it goes. So now we're going to be doing a bunch of farmers markets this summer. Um, we only did Woodstock farmers market last summer, but this summer we're going to be going crazy. We're doing about eight or nine. Wow, that's a lot of markets. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now I'm curious here because I've dabbled a lot in organics. I'm an organic inspector, but. Your maple syrup is certified organic. What's different in its production than just conventional maple syrup? So one thing a lot of people don't know is that um, maple syrup, by like its definition, is an organic process. And there are things that you can do to it that some people do, um, like adding formaldehyde to the trees and stuff. That makes it inorganic. Wow. So what we do... Is yeah, so we don't add anything to the trees. We keep a we don't clear cut our forest, which would be um, bad for the trees because a, a, a healthy forest is a diverse forest, and you want to keep um, other trees, not just the maples, there as well. So we don't clear cut. Uh, we don't add any formaldehyde or anything to the trees. And uh, and then the last step, kind of, is when you're boiling down the syrup. There's a thing called um, defoamer because it bubbles up obviously from the boiling process, and you have to use defoamer to. Uh, to keep the bubbles down so that you don't burn anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and we use an organic defoamer that's made from, I think, like corn oil or vegetable oil or something. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, just a couple differences, but, um, you know, it makes a difference definitely in the final product is you taste it and everything. So that's uh, definitely worth it. Definitely. So what does it take to make maple syrup? Because all I can remember from my childhood was walking around in a state park and hearing something about bloodletting maple trees so can you give us a little bit of a clearer picture on that yeah so um i when i hear the word bloodletting i kind of have kind of has negative connotations for me but uh basically the trees 
if you do it properly, you do it in one season of the year because you technically can do maple sugaring in the fall. Um, if you were to do it in the fall and the spring, you'd be hurting the trees. But if you only do it in the springtime or only do it in the fall time, which nobody does, uh, you're not going to be hurting the trees. It's not going to be bloodletting them. You're kind of just tapping into their natural cycle and uh, having it flow out of the tree and into um, lines, which end up leading down to the house. Mm-hmm. So we have a fully automated sap collection process. Um, it's all through tubing, uh, gravity feed, and then we have a vacuum pump that can kind of pull the syrup down if it's really cold in the morning or something like that. Um, once we get the syrup or the sap from the trees, we run it through a reverse osmosis machine that immediately brings it from about like two and a half percent sugar content all the way up to anything between 11 and 18 percent sugar content, maybe even higher sometimes. Um, and so that really cuts down on the boiling process, cuts down on the fuel that we need to use to uh, boil the syrup, cuts down on time. It's a really helpful um, uh, process that has just been added into maple sugaring recently, actually. So after that process, we boil down the syrup, run it through a filter to take out the niter, and bottle it right there. Wow. So basically what you're able to do is when you do it only one time in a year, you're just able to, uh, I don't know, I always kind of praise it this way. Most of farming is like hijacking nature and just picking a way to work with nature. And so that's kind of how you do it. Exactly. Yeah, you're working with nature. It it doesn't harm the trees. You know, the uh, you at the end of the year you pull out all the taps, so then the tree is able to heal over that tap hole. Then you you tap lower than that the next year. Um, so yeah, you're, we're very we're very good with our trees. I know that there are people out there who make maple syrup who aren't good to their trees. They're not good to their forest. They clear cut. You know, they'll add things uh, just to make it easier for them. But in the long run, it's going to be hurting the trees, and then they're not going to be getting that quality product uh we're going to be getting in our maple mm-hmm. now you've talked a little bit about clear cutting before uh i'm gonna guess that something along the lines of just taking out everything that isn't a maple tree in the forest yeah exactly, exactly. now i know that certain vegetables you plant one with another it makes both of them do a little bit better in a symbiotic system is the same with trees absolutely it's a biodiversity which every organic inspector loves to see when they go on their inspection. <laughs> I'm sure they do. Yeah, we got we have an organic inspector. He comes out and uh, we got a big woods, but he'll walk through you know a good amount of the woods and be checking all the little things and making sure we're up to par. We're not doing anything wrong and we're not clear cutting is one of the big things. It's important to have that biodiversity there. So, what are the different grades of maple syrup and what kind of makes them different? Okay, so. There's three diff- well, three that we make right now. There's a fourth um, that we haven't made yet. It goes Golden Delicate is the lightest early season syrup. It comes out of the trees right away. Um, and a lot of producers actually have a tough time making it because it's such a specific uh, weather pattern that it needs to be, you know, stays pretty cold during the day but thaws, and then at night it gets very frozen. So we get that up on our mountain every year. So we produce a lot of Golden Delicate, which is typically a rarer syrup. Wow. Then you have Amber Rich. Yeah, it's it's pretty nice that we have, uh, you know, up on the mountain. And people down in the valley will be, you know, done sugaring by the time we're still going. So um, it's pretty nice. We got a nice location. Um, and then next is the Amber Rich syrup. That's kind of your classic maple syrup flavor. Uh, really, really good for pancakes, gifts. Everyone seems to like that one. 
might not be everyone's favorite, but it's like it's good for everyone. Um, then you have darker buns, which is my personal favorite, and that's uh, the tail end of the season. You make that one; it's going to be your most rich flavor. Some people say you can taste the trees. Um, I just like that one because I love the flavor of it. I love how it's full-bodied and, it, and you really taste the trees. You can taste, you know, every part of it. Um, it doesn't really just taste like a sweetener with a little bit of maple flavor. So I like that when it's intense and it's good to cook with. It's good for candied bacon, um, good for glazing ham. It's good for using a marinade for your salmon, um, barbecue sauce, base, things like that. So each syrup you just harvest at a different time of year, or is there a difference in how you process it then afterwards? Or is it the same general yeah, no, process? Yeah, no difference in the no difference in the process. It's totally just the time of year. So right at the beginning of the season there, when it starts to warm up uh, during the days but stays frozen at night is when you're going to get golden delicate. It's a little warmer. You know, we're talking April-ish. Um, you're going to get amber rich, and then dark robust is right at the end, right before we finish usually. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah, it's pretty unique in that sense. Not many things are like that. It makes me think of apples a little bit in that at the different time of year, you can get usually a different flavor apple. But okay. that's a okay. little bit more specific to the apple varieties with the maple syrup. I mean, it's the same product, just if you harvest it at the different time of year, you get a different flavor. It's incredible. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Uh, the trees do all the work in that sense. So we just kind of, like you said, uh, utilize nature. Now, was this your first exposure to agriculture when you went to the maple syrup farm, or did you have any exposure to it before? Well, I would say it was my first uh, real exposure. My friend um, lives on a farm around us, and he's got horses and things like that. So I had a little bit of exposure, but never really thought about it being my job. Um, when I went out there, I kind of saw, you know, the opposite of conventional agriculture, some sort of different specialty crop. And I really fell in love with just that whole notion, not only maple syrup, obviously that's my go-to, but I just love the idea of agroforestry, permaculture, you know, biodiversity, and not just following the, the, uh, the status quo of, um, you know, conventional farming. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is interesting. Agroforestry, especially in the, organic circles is getting more and more looked at because when mm-hmm. you work within a system like that, the whole idea of organic agriculture is having, is using nature. It's making things as close to the natural process as possible. And right. so a lot of people, especially depending on location, it's all about the environment and the local culture to a degree. So obviously introducing a whole bunch of woods in the plains is not going to necessarily improve the biology of the system. But right. when you're in, I believe the syrup comes from Vermont, correct? Absolutely. So if Vermont, you need those forests, you need those woods, that's w- the way the system is designed. Mm-hmm. It's Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now, this sounds like a fluff question. As long as we have a little bit of Nutella, it's always okay. But... What is what is it you like most about your job? I mean, how is it? I know farmers markets; it can be a little tough to get out of bed in the morning when you do it really early. Yeah. So, what is it that you really enjoy about it? Um. So personally, for me, I love just getting out there, being a uh, you know, I like the mix of you're kind of working with your hands, setting up 
the tent and setting up your stand and getting everything ready to go. Um, and then at the same time, you're kind of doing sales too. You're talking to people, you're meeting people, you're going to different places around the area. And above all, you get to be outside. And I love to be outside, especially when it's nice out. It really is an incredible experience, especially as you're, it's fantastic to see a person. Uh, how old are you now? I'm turning 23 in July. So 22, it's right? fantastic to see a 23-year-old getting involved in this kind of industry when a lot of people aren't. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing a lot of, of you know, we don't have enough farmers. We got too many farms and not enough farmers coming up. And, you know, it's cool to be more sought after or, or re- like more of a rare commodity. You know, I'm not just a business guy. I'm a agricultural business guy. Mm-hmm. And you got your degree in agriculture too, correct? Correct. I graduated with a degree in um, agriculture, consumer economics, with a specialization in farm management and a minor in horticulture. Wow, that's a mouthful, but it's worth it. (laughs) Yeah, it sure is a mouthful. So which farmer's markets are you guys going to this year? So this year, we will be uh, starting our weeks out on Mondays, um, and we're starting out at Hinsdale Farmer's Market. Then we're going to have Tuesdays off because Wednesday we'll have a double day back-to-back where we'll either do Northbrook or Palos Heights in the morning, and then we'll end up doing Grays Lake in the evening. Then on Thursday, we're going to be doing uh, Libertyville Farmer's Market in the morning and then possibly Oak Park in the evening. We're still waiting to hear back. Then on Friday, we're doing St. Charles in the morning, Saturday, Woodstock in the morning, and then Sunday, Oswego in the morning, and then starting all over the next week. Fantastic. Now, if people want to learn more about Idle Hour and your work, they're best to go to the farmer's markets and then websites, Facebook? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you can't learn better than in person. So coming to the farmer's markets, obviously, the first choice. But if you want to check out our websites or anything, everything is Idle Hour Maple. We got idlehourmaple.com and then facebook.com slash idlehourmaple. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Have a fantastic farmer's market. Thank you for taking your time out of your day. Hope to talk to you again sometime. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, Keith. Thanks for listening to the show. Check out the links for Idlewauer Maple Syrup in the description below and visit them at your local farmer's market. Thanks to Matt for taking time out of a farmer's market to be on the show. As always, you can support the show by subscribing to whatever listening medium you use and leaving a nice review. I'm Terrence Lahue. This has been the Intellectual Agrarian Podcast. Thanks for listening, and let's keep farming the dream.